So good morning, everybody. Welcome to Daily Devotions. My name is Lloyd, and this morning I'll be continuing our Follow Me series. It's a passage, or it's a series rather, that's based on the passage of Scripture from Luke chapter 9 that says, Then he said to them all, If anyone wants to follow after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. And for this series, we're going to be looking at the book of John and talking through some examples in each chapter of what it means to take up one's cross and follow Jesus, this phrase, this term that Jesus uses. And for this morning, we will, speak, we will specifically be looking at the question of why follow Jesus? Why follow him and what effect that has on us as we journey with him when, when we formulate our response to that question? You know, we actually spoke about this, this question quite a bit during the Resurrection Sunday service at Father's House Jeffrey's Bay this past weekend. We said that when it comes to the topic of the resurrection, there can be no gray area, so to speak. It's not like there could have been a half resurrection that took place. It's not something that could have happened halfway. It's either completely untrue and Christianity itself is left empty, or it really did happen and then it's worth absolutely everything. Because then Jesus is who he says he is. He is the risen son of God. And you see, it would be easy to argue a fact or a theory or an idea about the resurrection, but it's pretty hard to refute the claims of a dead man walking around. And so we have all the confidence that because of the resurrection of Jesus, because we know that it did take place, we know that the Redeemer in whom we place our faith is who he says he is. We can have this absolute confidence that he is the risen Son of God, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, who is absolutely worthy of all that we are, including our following after him. And even if we perhaps don't know him personally yet, based on the evidence that we have in front of us, he's worth taking note of and he's worth leaning into and hearing about what he has to say. So with that background, let's have a look at John chapter 1 and find out how this was the reality for some of Jesus' earliest followers or disciples and what it meant for them to take up their cross and follow him. I'm going to read from John chapter 1 verses 34 to 51. Sorry, 43 to 51. It says, The next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. There's the call. Now Philip was from Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. And then verse 45 says, Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also all the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? The famous response uh, that Nathanael gives. Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael uh, said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. And then Nathanael comes to this realization. He says, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Uh, it's a really wonderful passage and at time doesn't allow us to go into all the incredible detail. But I do want to focus for a moment just on that interaction between Philip and Nathanael and say that, when you see Jesus for who he really is, when you see him as the risen son of God, the king of kings, our redeemer, our savior, the automatic consequence is that you want to tell others about him also. That's what, that was the case for Philip. He, it says in verse 45 that he found Nathanael and said to him, we have found this person, this, this man of whom Moses and the law and the prophets wrote. And Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip said, come and see. Philip said, come and see. The first thing recorded that we see Philip doing is finding someone else to join him 
on his journey in following Jesus. To me, that speaks about the incredibly important calling and responsibility that we have as disciples of Jesus today, that we too need to find someone else and bring them to Jesus. You know, the goal of discipleship is not to make disciples of you, it's to make disciples of Jesus. It's not to make people like you, it's to make people Christ-like. See, Jesus is the only one who in a moment could say to someone, drop everything that you're doing, leave your past behind and follow me, like he did with Philip. There's something in the call of Christ that causes our hearts and our minds and our spirits to come alive and recognize this, this man is worth my life. There's, there's something about him that's worth everything. And that revelation of true freedom and true life is found only in the person of Jesus, our Savior. And so one of the sure ways that, that we can ensure that we never forget that we are also following after the same Savior is to keep telling others about him also. That's one of the ways that we keep our minds fixed and focused on what's important. You see, it's when we settle into our comfort zones and when we become complacent, that's when we start making things more about ourselves than about God. But when we are always aware of the call that we have to share our faith with others, that's what keeps our eyes fixed on and our souls filled with Jesus. You know, I love Philip's response to Nathaniel's initial doubt. Philip responds, come and see. You know, this invitation was given despite the hesitation that was received. There was an invitation from Philip despite the hesitation. And so the question to us today, friends, in terms of what it means to take up our cross and follow after Jesus is, what's stopping us from telling others, come with me, come and see the Savior? What's stopping us from sharing our faith with others this morning? And may we be challenged and encouraged this morning that just like Philip, there are some people in your hometown who are waiting for that invitation. There's some people in your immediate circle that are waiting for you to invite them, to say to them, come and see, come and see this Jesus who has changed my life. So start somewhere, start with someone and watch what happens when you journey with Jesus and partner with the Holy Spirit in making disciples for him. So I hope that encouraged you this morning. Let's take a moment and uh, close in a word of prayer before we head on up with the rest of our Tuesday morning. Father, thank you so much that uh, when you call us, something changes, something uh, happens and, and our spirits and our souls, they spring to life when we hear those words, follow me. Jesus, thank you that you have called us by name. You have not counted our trespasses against us, uh, but you set them aside on the cross and you've given us the free gift of new life in you. And so this morning, Lord, we take up our cross and we follow after you. We deny ourselves, Father. And as we've just read this morning, we are committed to look for opportunities to tell others also about the wonderful things that you have done. So Father, would you even in these moments bring to mind that person or those people, that, that family member, that friend, that colleague, whoever it is that needs that personal invitation from us to bring them to you. Father, we pray that you would give us the words, give us the wisdom in that moment uh, to also invite them to come and see the Savior. Thank you, Jesus, that this is our call as disciples to make other disciples of you. And thank you for the wonderful privilege of being able to do that and seeing lives transformed by your grace through your spirit in the process. So we just commit to being good followers of you this morning, obedient, uh, submitted to you, full of faith, um, and just expectant, Lord, for what is to come. Because we know that our future is bright, it's prosperous, it's meaningful because it is in you, Jesus, the risen Lord. So we thank you for your grace over this day and we commit our souls and the rest of this day and this week to you. And just thank you for your love, God, that makes all of this possible. And in your wonderful name we pray. Amen.